Defense and intelligence agencies say 2020 is all about getting their data houses in order. Both the Defense Logistics Agency and the intelligence community have big moves to the cloud coming up this year. For DLA, the cloud will kickstart a full-throated effort to adopt more artificial intelligence platforms. And for the IC, the cloud will finally bring a much-needed North Star for its 17 components as a group. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Defense Logistics Agency has some big plans for 2020. It spent the past year or so dabbling in all of the emerging technologies everyone's been talking about. George Duchek is the chief information officer at DLA, and he says the agency has seen some success with some of those initial projects. But before DLA can move to the next level, there's a bigger item on the to-do list. At DLA, we're on a journey to unify approximately 150 standalone siloed systems into a common platform for our customers, meaning the services, the COCOMs, and whole of governments, for our suppliers, uh, all 12,000 of them, and for our users, and to provide them with a common user experience and a personalized user interface. But before we do all this, we have to get our data house in order. Our data today is scattered and stranded in many of those individual 150 systems, preventing us from fully realizing and exploiting the power of AI. Duchek says DLA is planning to lift and shift some of these systems to the cloud this year. And the plan is to run two geographically separate instances of those programs until at least one is in the cloud. Once they're in the cloud, DLA plans to start rationalizing some of those systems and then create single login capabilities for DLA users. Today, employees have to log on several times to access several different systems. Duchek says in the future, users can log on once and select what kinds of systems and services they want to access at that particular moment. Cloud, of course, has been a priority for the intelligence community, too. The IC put out a cloud strategy last year, and a data strategy is coming soon, too. John Sherman is the chief information officer for the intelligence community. What we need to do a better job of at the IC level, up at my level, is having a better narrative, a better strategy, and as I said with that cloud strategy, a better north star of where we're heading that would make sense to our overseers on Capitol Hill, to you all in industry, and to our own stakeholders within the IC. And so I've asked our planning and strategy division, who led our cloud strategy, this is their priority for this year. So it's a little bit different group of individuals we brought together. It is the CIO crew, but it's also facilities, physical security, folks who understand on-prem, off-prem issues. The intelligence community has two very specific cloud projects coming up this year, and they're going to be part of two big procurements. There's one called the Commercial Cloud Enterprise. Here's Sherman. We envision C2E potentially incorporating cloud infrastructure hosted on U.S. government premises as well as off-premises. And like C2S, we envision C2E providing cloud services on all three security levels. Now, in terms of where we're heading on next steps here, CIA, who is the lead for this, released the draft request for proposals, draft RFP, for C2E earlier this month, as you've probably seen. And now with the goal of issuing the final RFP next month in March. And then there's the next iteration of what's currently called the GovCloud. The National Security Agency runs that one, and the goal is to address the IC's massive data processing and analytic requirements with something called the Hybrid Compute Initiative. Here's Sherman to explain that one. Now, while we're going to have to learn how to operate in this new environment, uh, just as we learned how to operate, as I mentioned a minute ago, with a single commercial cloud at all three security fabrics, 
We're very optimistic about our forthcoming opportunities to leverage, for example, best athlete capabilities in a multi-cloud environment and in an ecosystem that can encourage multi-vendor competition in that ecosystem. This is the right thing for us in the intelligence community at the right time and is very much underpinned by the principles we laid out in the IC cloud strategy, if you take a look at that. Beyond the cloud, the Defense Logistics Agency is focused on building out something that's already relatively mature. It's the data dashboard, and DLA wants to add machine learning capabilities and some analytics tools. Duchek says he, as the CIO, and some of his employees have been most involved with that dashboard to date. But he wants to get others involved, too. It's very uh, CIO-centric. And so this year we're trying to move it, like I said, more, much more into the functionals where we'll, the, you know, these low-code products, no-code products are really painfully simple to use. It's easy as dropping boxes onto a display to define what you want to grab from what database and what you want to do with it and then where you want it to go. So we think, without a doubt, that our functionals can create their own RPAs or their own processes without a whole lot of intervention by uh, the CIO's office. So I said we're capacity limited. We are doubling our effort this year by not necessarily increasing the capacity of the CIO's part of that, by increasing the capacity of getting our functionals more involved in it. DLA has also been successful in building out a robotics process automation program over the last year. DLA stood up a program in late 2018, and it launched about 20 bots at the start. It deployed 53 more bots in 2019. And Duchek says the bots are saving at least 130,000 man-hours a year. The General Services Administration has taken notice of the DLA progress. GSA's playbook has four maturity levels for deploying RPA. Level 1 describes an RPA program that's just getting off the ground. Level 4 is considered a high-performing RPA program. DLA is at level 4, and it's the only organization in government, at least at this point, that's at that top tier. Duchek says DLA bots have saved time with the agency's employee onboarding process, inventory reconciliation, some financial support, and processing Freedom of Information Act requests. Here's Duchek. Bots working for our FOIA office helped to process more than 750 bid abstract requests since March of last year, 2019. For each request, the bot logs on to our enterprise buying system, goes into the contract document folder, downloads a copy of the bid abstract, performs standard redactions, and delivers that information to the FOIA officer that reviews it and then closes out the case. Bots today are considered attended bots. That means a human being still needs to monitor or facilitate some of these automated tasks. Here's Duchek. We quickly realized that the bot master's resources meaning his computer was tied up when he was running that bot. Basically, he'd hit run, and then he could go read the paper, let the bot do his work, and then come back. That didn't seem very efficient, so we started shifting our focus to unattended bots. So this year, we're focusing on unattended bots. These bots can operate on a schedule, use their own certificates to access websites and systems, and this means that once they're programmed, they become digital workers that independently contribute to mission without breaks or time off or until they're unionized. That was a joke. Beyond the push for unattended bots, DLA is also considering how it can ramp up adoption of artificial intelligence. It's already bought a couple of commercial products, and DLA is using a help desk product now to interact with customers and answer some of their questions. 
But these are ad hoc projects at this point. And Duchek says DLA doesn't really have a holistic view of AI and how it fits into everything else it's doing. Duchek says one of the biggest challenges he has is reskilling and repurposing employees impacted by some of this technology to handle more high-value work. And getting everyone on the same page has been tough, too. We will be able to do more with fewer people, but no one wants to address that issue. We're afraid if we promote the idea that robotic process or automation has saved 130,000 man-hours, that our budgets will get whacked by the appropriate amount of dollars. So we're afraid of these new technologies for fear of budgets, and we're also afraid that they will spook the herd, meaning our workforce may not embrace these technologies to the extent that they should because they think they could be replaced. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.